This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back, everybody. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group. You're listening to The Road to Retirement. And with us is our co-host, T1 and T2. You ever see those thing ones and thing two t-shirts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we should be wearing them, yeah. Tony Shore is our host, and Tony Marlette Jr. is uh, an advisor in our office. So uh, glad to see you guys. It's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, is, guys, for having me. Is it... Uh, how, how bad is it in Minnesota? It's, it's going to be 90-something today here, which is well, one of the rare, rare 90 days in Cleveland. A couple of day, two days ago, we had our hottest day that I remember uh, living in Minnesota. It was oh, wow. insane. It was, I think the temp inside my garage with the door shut was 97, and wow. the humidity was 80-some percent. It was really hot. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I we talked about a little bit, I went out west uh, for that uh conference we had up in park city utah and then on the way back we drove we had to fly back through vegas so i stopped sure. at this one gas station and i was trying to be fun it was 106 so i so i'm like man it's like a desert out there and the lady goes oh this is nothing it's only 106 <laughs> <laughs> it, probably, it probably literally was a desert i was trying to be funny about it so um <laughs> hey so uh, uh tony jr we were talking about um you know, with everything going on in the market right now, where's maybe a place for safety? So we haven't done a show on annuities in a long time. So we thought maybe we would um, uh, uh, start with that and just my phone's not supposed to be ringing, but that's OK. Um, you know, basically, you know, first of all, like what is an annuity? So uh, for the mm -hmm. for the listeners, the basic thing is you you have a contract with an insurance company to provide you some type of financial benefit. So mm -hmm. most people that, uh, don't realize is that you're anyone on a pension. Those are, those are annuities. The, yeah. your, your employer gave money. Yeah. Your employer gave money to an insurance company and said, look, pay uh, Mr. Marlette thousand bucks a month for the rest of his life. So they had to give him a, a big chunk of money and uh, they, they started a, what we call an immediate annuity. So, um, and we've been using them as um, just safe havens for what, where to put some money, uh, either get it out of bonds or just get it on the market, right, Tony? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, and and really on a bigger scale, Social Security is just a big annuity too right. uh, that, that the government provides. So some people may be saying, well, you know, if I get into an annuity, say if I'm in my 50s and I just want to stabilize my portfolio, I don't want the income right then and there. Correct. And you do not have to take the income right then and there. It just is a way to stabilize your portfolio build a little bit and then eventually at some point you get a guaranteed income stream that uh, for a certain amount that you cannot outlive if you choose so to take it. I'm going to attempt to share my screen. Yep. I, I just did a little, little thing. Um, if you hit uh share, I did hit share. All right. 
and then I can hit add when it comes up, but nothing's coming up right now. Okay, let me see if I have. Uh... There you go. There you go. So, um, oh, <laughs> I have to leave it up, huh? <laughs> so, um, if you all can see that, I hope. Um, I don't know what you're all looking like, but I don't know if you see us or you just see the, um, the, the annuity screen. So, basically, five types. Actually, there's only three types of annuities, but there are different statuses. So, Tony talked about the, like, a pension or Social Security um when you first start collecting payments, you know, if, if you open the annuity now and they give you payments, it's called an immediate annuity, right? Your payments are going to start now. Uh, most people have deferred annuities. Uh, probably 99% of them are deferred annuities, such like right. Social Security you're paying into all those years. Or as Tony mentioned, you might uh, buy an annuity when you're 50 and you start, you're putting money into it over all those years. Then eventually when you retire, you're going you're gonna to take some type of payment. That's a deferred annuity. So, uh, Tony, what's a fixed annuity? So fixed annuities, uh, they, as the screen says, pay a stated rate of return or a stated rate of interest. Now, some people compare fixed annuities to CDs and they're, they're not wrong. Uh, but annuities have some major benefits, including tax deferral. And what that means is absolutely. you can roll CDs. I used to work at, at a couple of banks. You can roll CDs. We saw people roll CDs for year after year after year. Uh, six they, don't, they, don't want to tie, they don't want to tie them up. They don't want to tie them up. Right. For five and years then here's the, here's the <laughs> thing. It's, it's, you can move it into a new CD. It's still taxable. All that interest or whatever interest you're getting yeah. is taxable. Even if you move it into a new CD, the advantage with the fixed annuity is it's tax deferred until you withdraw the money. So you can build, and it doesn't have to be part of a retirement account. You can build, right. uh, and uh, build your, your, uh, assets and you can continue to accumulate growth. As long as you keep the money going from annuity to annuity to annuity, it, the interest and in, in whatever is earned is not taxable until you withdraw it. So, so when, there's tax benefits to uh, that type of annuity and it, a fixed annuity. Uh, another big part of it is um, obviously um, you put the money in and you can, the interest I think is the big difference between a C if you're talking about CDs, CDs don't pay nearly as much interest as a lot of fixed annuities, right? Correct. That's correct. Yep. And as a CPA on the, on the podcast or whatever you call these things, I got to tell you, um, you know, they are tax deferred, but you have to wait till you're 59 and a half to take the money out or you will pay a penalty. So, 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 uh, so if you open one, you're 50, uh, look, you could take it out before 59 and a half, but if you do, you're going to pay a, um, a penalty on the income up to 10%. Um, you know, just like you would on a 401k or an IRA. Yeah, correct. There are some exceptions, but for generally it's a 59 and a half right now. So yeah. Uh, Variable annuities um, are are different. Variable annuities are actually participate directly in the market. So for the uh, conceptually variable annuities are, we're not supposed to call them mutual funds, but they're, they're called sub accounts, but they're like mutual funds, but they have some type of insurance wrapper. Either it's going to benefit you for income or maybe a death benefit. So there's an insurance component to the, uh, to the product. So you're, 
paying, not only are you paying for the, the sub-account or mutual fund expense, you're also going to pay something for the insurance benefit. Now, some some people hate them, some people love them. Um, you know, there, there's a million of them out there, so there's no right or wrong answer. We've used them plenty in the past where they, they worked out well. Uh, death benefits, when markets were down, the death benefits actually paid a higher rate. So, so um, there's no right or wrong answer for any of these, and none of them are, are uh, good or bad or um, just because, you know, like you, you go to your Ford dealer, he's going to tell you not to buy the Chevy, right? So you go to the Chevy dealer, he's going to tell you not to buy the Ford. So it really depends. So there's none of them are horrible in and of themselves, but it depends who you're talking to. Um, and the one that's really been prevalent probably the last 15, almost 20 years now is the last one, Tony. And I think, Tony, sure, you deal with a lot of advisors that use fixed indexed annuities. Yes. Yeah. I, I've worked with a lot of folks and that seems to be a really popular retirement vehicle for a lot of the baby boomers over the last five, 10 years that have been retiring. And you guys have seen that um, fixed index annuities seem to be the most popular uh, of these because they've made a lot of changes to them. And I think the the reason variable annuities have a bad rap compared to fixed index annuities, and I'm going to ask you, you guys and Tony, you, you might be able to address this, but variable annuities typically have high fees, whereas a lot of fixed index annuities have little to no fees, right? Yeah, agreed. Um, I think that's why when people hear the word annuity, there's there's a negative bias affiliated yeah. with it. Some people have gone sure. on crusades against annuities, right or wrong. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, if somebody comes in and they say, well, I heard annuities are expensive, or I heard they're risky, or I heard they're this or that, they could be referring to a variable annuity that they've had experience or somebody that, that they know has had experiences with where it's gotten a little pricey. Now, again, like like Chris was saying, essentially cost is just a number in the absence of value. So if you need those things, you're willing to pay for them. If you're not, then you, then you don't, but you're right. Uh, fixed index annuity, Tommy, is a good way to participate in the market. The costs are lower. You can add features to it uh, for some cost, but for the most part at its core, uh, a fixed index annuity is, is. Yeah. So, so the fixed in, index annuity is, is, kind of like a hybrid. So your your interest rate is linked to a stock market index, but you're not in the market. So yes, you can participate. Now, you're not going to get 100% of the upside because you're not taking the risk. So, but it, in, at the end of the day, if the, if the indexes go down, you don't lose any money because you're not in the market. These so are your principal. Your principal is protected, right. and each year you lock in any gains that become part of your principal. So uh, right. you don't have to worry about ever losing that principal. You're not going to go if the market drops twenty percent. You're not right. going to lose twenty percent, right? Because you're not in. So yeah. So I tell people, uh, look, in its essence, you're loaning the insurance company money, and they're paying you interest. Now your interest may be based on the stock market. But at the end of the day, it's interest only. So similar to a fixed annuity, where but the fixed annuity just has a flat rate of interest. This one has an interest rate that will change, but never negative. So now variable annuities, the upside of variable annuities is like you could have a 30% year, right? So the fixed index annuities in concept is the insurance company is borrowing you might, let's say you buy a, a seven-year annuity. They're borrowing your money for seven years they're not going to pay 30% interest to borrow your money, right? 
I mean, who's going to pay 30 percentage? Yeah. But if you were in the market and got and got gains from the market, then then it's feasible. But if it's just a flat or, or fixed index annuity, I would say on the average, they probably over the course of seven to 10 years, they probably average three to six percent, maybe three to five percent. But yeah. compared yeah, they, to they outperform yeah. CDs yeah, or but, put yeah, the money so, in the bank and they CD, have the same safety. And they're tax deferred. So right. so if you have a 3% CD where you're paying taxes every year, if you can find a 3% CD, if you could get, let's say you had a 3% CD and you're paying taxes every year in it and you had a 3% index annuity, the index annuity is going to make more money overall because you're not sure. you're not giving that tax money to Uncle Sam every year and, and that sure. money could also earn interest. So Yeah, and there are guarantees associated with uh, annuities. They're different. It's a different type of safety than the bank. I mean, the guarantees are based right. in the claims paying ability of the issuing right. insurance company. But you guys work with uh, great A-rated companies uh, and that have been around a long time. So uh, I think that's a, a big advantage right there. And, and I think uh, I know here in Ohio, and I'm sure it's probably can't say 100 percent for sure, but probably every state has a similar. We have a fund here in Ohio to back the insurance companies up. Yeah. So if the insurance company would go out of business, I think there's coverage for two hundred fifty thousand dollars per per account per person at um, an insurance company. I don't recall, other than one time that anyone's ever had to use that insurance. The one that I remember was, um, I think, back in the late '90s, a medical malpractice carrier went under, and the the fund stepped up to give the doctors insurance. Sure. But I don't it wasn't ever, a fixed index yeah, annuity. I don't remember yeah. ever remember a insurance company going under that they had a kick in for this. Um, but I could be wrong. But most of the times the insurance companies get bought up by other insurance companies, right? So yeah. But the benefit of these annuities are the like fixed and fixed annuities and fixed index and the, the safety of them, right? They are just going to pay you interest. You're not going to have market risk and variable annuities. Um, and variable annuities have, uh, um, have their place. I, you know, uh, you know, you, like I said, if you talk to the guy who's only selling, uh, or providing fixed index annuities, he's going to, he's going to bad mouth variable annuities, but, uh, yeah. uh, they, they do have a place and, and they can be expensive. So you have to be careful and, uh, maybe we can, use one. Uh, maybe we can't use one. I mean, it, it, again, there's, there's no right or wrong answer for all, but you should, um, you should consider those in your portfolio, especially right. at the market. I think the point you're making there, Chris, is a good one. I'm going to jump in here and say that um, uh, it reminds me of what my dad always told me. If all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And I've said that before uh, on the show, <laughs> but it's one. so, it's so true. And, and, um, I think a lot of there's so many so-called financial professionals out there that if people go to somebody who just sells insurance, an insurance company, and they say, we've got this type of annuity, this type of annuity, they're going to uh, try to shoehorn them into just uh, right. I, I, an insurance product like yeah. life insurance or annuity. But you guys uh, look at the big picture and talk about investments in the market. You talk sure. about life insurance. You talk about annuities. You talk about taxes. So you're looking at the big picture and that's the big advantage of an independent financial services professional, right? Yeah, I, I, I use the analogy with clients sometimes. I'm like, Tony, you're you were supposed to bring the fruit salad to the party tonight and you stop by the apple orchard and you say, well, okay. He says, well, we got red, green or yellow. 
He said, well, but I need cherries. We have red, green, or yellow apples. But I need plums. We have red, green, or yellow apples. Yeah. So, so whatever you're, you're, so if you go to the one guy who's just selling fixed index annuities, guess what you're walking out with? Yeah. I mean, so they're not, you know, there, there's no magic pill or cure for everything. So that's sure. why you got to have the cornucopia of, uh, of products so that you can, you know, if you want cherries or oranges or whatever, you, you can get them. But if you, if you go to someone who's uh, limited by their, basically by their licensing of what they can offer you, mm-hmm. um, like I said, if you go to the Ford dealer, you're going to, you're going to come out with a Ford, right? So right. not in the wrong with Ford, but I'm just saying, you know, what if you wanted a, a Corvette? Well, we don't have Corvettes at Ford, yeah. right? So, um, so you just got to be uh, cognizant of who you're doing business with because um, you want to make sure it's in your best interest. And as, right. as fiduciaries, you know, we, we always, I, I understand, stand these commercials like we're fiduciary we have to have your best interest i like shouldn't you always have the client's best interest in mind no matter what no matter what your title is but uh, i would hope so yeah so uh, we've been using index annuities uh probably for the last 15 years at first we were just trying to beat cd rates right so when people were um you know i have clients that just love the local bank and uh their their grandparents have been there they've been there they're not moving but the banks are paying them a quarter of a percent. And like, look, you could get three over here and we could use uh, A-rated carriers. Why would you do that? Then yeah. Tony, we talked about, we using them for bond replacements, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of people are familiar with uh, a 60-40 portfolio approach. And just uh, data-wise here, if and, and 60-40 portfolio approach refers to 60% of your portfolio in the market and 40% meaning stocks and then 40% being out of the market meaning bonds. Well, when interest rates rise, the prices of existing bonds fall and that's what we're seeing now. So if the stock market's falling, which it is, and the bond market's falling, where is your yeah. sweet spot for safety? So from 2000 to 2010, the 60-40 portfolio earned 2.1%. And when you factor in inflation, it was negative a half a percent from 2000 wow. to 2010. Now we had a really bad 08, 09, and 10. Sure. Correct. All right. 2011 to 2012. And we had, and we had 2000, we had 911. Right. Beginning of the, of the century, right. right. 2011 to 2021, that same 60, 40 portfolio earned 11% and 9.1% when you factor in inflation. So that one is more recent. It creates this recency bias where people are like, you know what, my bond portfolio has done really well. Well, guess what's happened since 2021? Interest rates have skyrocketed. They're going to continue to go up. We see bonds doing almost as poorly as stocks. So this is something that Chris and I, and I I know Tony, a bunch of other advisors that uh, we're affiliated with, have been doing is replacing the bond portion of your portfolio with a fixed index annuity or a fixed annuity where you you don't lose any value. Right. And you can still participate in some of the earnings and it's not affected directly anyway by interest rates like, like bonds are. So it's a a replacement for a bond portfolio. And this type of environment, Tony, sure you've heard this zero is your hero, right? So when the market drops 20%, you get zero. That's a good thing. You're like, but I made zero. Well, technically, that's a good made, thing. You saved twenty percent. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, so I'm part of your portfolio. If we can get zero as a hero, and we can make, you know, three to 
three to five percent on that on that side of the equation, and then uh, pick quality stocks on the other side in the sixty portfolio. Um, I think that's that's probably a good mix. And, and generally, when we use our money managers, their gradient, like we're, we're always believers, just buy quality, right? There's, I mean, yeah, there's no there's no sense buying these fly by night companies, hoping that you're going to earn two or three more percent just by the quality companies that pay dividends. And like the Googles, the Amazons, the IBMs of the world. Um, look, if they're all having problems, everybody's having problems. Right. So, um, so we want to, we want to use it. And then, um, so Tony, um, people can't, we haven't annuitized. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever annuitized an annuity. So annuitizing is, and this may be where they get the bad rap from. So let's say you have right. $100,000 in an annuity and you annuitize it. That means you're foregoing your $100,000. You're giving that money to the insurance company and they're guaranteeing you to pay you um, a stipend probably monthly for the rest of your life or maybe the rest of your life or, or term of years or whatever it is. Um, so based on how long you want the annuity, uh, your payment is going to depend on, you know, the size of your payment, right? If you want it for five years, it's going to be bigger than if you want it for 10 years, right? So, but um, because internal interest rates were so low in the annuities over the last decade or so, we didn't think that was wise because we thought, like, you could just peel off 5% a year or whatever for the rest of your life and still keep your money, right? So, because, you know, we see, unfortunately, we've seen that somebody gives, especially a single person, they, they give the $100,000 to the insurance company and they uh, die three years later. The insurance company keeps all the money, right? Because you chose to pick the monthly payment. So, so the other way is just to, we take their free withdrawals and we, and then if there's any money left in the contract at the end of your life, then it just goes to your beneficiary. So I don't, again, I don't think I've ever annuitized an annuity. Um, yeah, I know a lot of advisors say the same exact thing. Um, I've I've read a lot and talked to a lot of people in the financial world like yourself, uh, Chris and Tony, like yourselves, and they say that same thing. They don't, uh, a lot of them say they won't, they don't believe in it, like yeah. annuitizing. So Yeah, and then ultimately that's, if you think about a, a traditional pension or social security, that's what it turns into. If you just have social security, you can't call the social security office and say, Hey, send me $10,000 in a lump sum. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. Once you, once you, like yeah, so once you annuitize you start it, that, that's your income and you have to rely on other assets for those yeah, uh, so, one-off withdrawals. So Tony saying, if you news and they said, let's say they're giving you 500 bucks a month, you can't call up and say, look, I need another thousand bucks this month. Your money's gone. You, you, the contract with you, the insurance company was, we're going to give you 500 bucks every month for the rest of your life. That's it. So, you know, maybe some have some cost of living increases and stuff, but, but you, you forego the lump sum. So I don't kind of like that. Just, so if you have a fixed indexed annuity and you add a lifetime income writer, is that mm -hmm. different? Or is that, that what you're that, talking that, about? That, that, that is different because the income writer will still, um, generally depends how long you live, obviously. So, um, it may still have money left at the end of the rainbow. So if you look, if you lived 110, there's not gonna be any money left, right. <laughs> but you got all, but if you died early, you died at 70 and there's money still in the hopper, then that 
that money that's left over is going to go to your beneficiaries. So the income so you're riders, not giving up the lump sum. Right. Uh, so you, there's a difference there. And I think people get confused. If you want, uh, I know a lot of people have done, my neighbor has a fixed index annuity, him and his wife, he's retired and he got the lifetime income rider. He pays a small fee. It's not a lot uh, to have that rider. And then, uh, he gets a guaranteed monthly payout for his life, no matter how long he lives. And if there's anything left of what he put in and, right. or gained during that time, that's paid out to his beneficiary. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, the income riders are there, I think, uh, more for peace of mind. Like I know yeah. I'm going to get my 500 bucks a month for the rest of my life sure. um, versus having to go in every month and, and pull out some money. Cause sometimes yeah. people pull out a little yeah, too much. But I mean, it's, if it's, it's, it's something, yeah. if somebody doesn't have it, a set income stream and, you know, they want to replace a potentially a, a pension uh, that they didn't have or didn't never had access to. It, it's a good thing to use that with because, uh, the market performance doesn't matter. You know, the the right. income base is going to get a credit every year, and that's what they base withdrawals off of. And, and the sure, market, but why not? If you can just take money out every every month, why not? Why would you annuitize? I guess right. Is, right. is yeah. And and we don't use a lot of income riders, but for some people, they want that security, and then yeah. So for that person, it, it, it's fine, right? Um, but at the end of the day, as long as you uh, there's money left in your contract, somebody's going to get get it yeah, versus social true. security, which that's a, one of my pet peeves. I mean, that that's not inheritable. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, because how many people die early and never get it? Yeah. I mean, yep. I, it was funny. because If it was inheritable, the system would, would go broke way before it's supposed to go true. broke my, in the yeah. next, you know, 15 <laughs> my, years or whatever. Yeah. My, my wife printed out my social security statement the other day for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> <laughs> it was laying on the, uh -oh. so, but if you, if, if you open it up, um, did she also have your life insurance? <laughs> but if you open it up, uh, I think on the second page at the bottom left-hand corner, it's, it says how much you've paid in and how much your employers paid in over the years yeah. like, for, towards your benefit. And since for most of my career, I've been the employer and the employee, right? I paid in both sides. So I've paid in close to $600,000 towards social security. Holy cow. I'm, I'm never going to get that out, right? No. <laughs> so, so why why isn't the odds that of you getting that money why, back? Why is isn't that inheritable? Good. Like I mean, I I'm I'm 59 years old. I could die before I ever get my Social Security. I mean, my wife because, would get it because right? but, because government. Yeah, because if I was well, because single, government. You know, and I'm sure all of us know people that have died even before they got their first Social Security check. And if they were single, oh, sure, the government keeps all that money. It just yep. doesn't seem kosher right but but they'll spend well, money on well, mars that's a, that's where they I'll, get that money for mars right? i'll tell you chris i'm gonna tell you what my mom always told me life isn't fair son okay life isn't fair chris that's just the way it works but we built the system <laughs> you, think, you, know, right. you think we could have made it fair right? it's a government by the people and yet <laughs> but, but not but not for the people right so, right wow. that's the problem okay so annuities do have a place uh either for uh safety or income or we talk about bond replacements we most of the time we use them for bank replacements because the you know like for the last decade the banks have been paying nothing oh yeah yeah they, i mean we have even with have, interest rates rising yeah you look at cd rates they haven't they haven't gone up 
in conjunction with those Fed rates. Yeah, uh, yeah I think they're I was still the, not paying very I much. I think I was at the bank the other day and it said we have like a four year CD at 1.25%. Like, yeah, they've crept yeah. above one. You know, and one thing we didn't, I don't, I know we're running out of time here. Annuities are a little bit more accessible than that CD too. If oh, you true. take out one penny of that CD in that four year time frame, you're going to pay a penalty on it. With yeah. an annuity, most annuities anyway, you have access to 10% of the contract yeah. value. Yeah, so at least 10% five, five, year. Yeah. Yeah, five percent annuities. per year. Yep. Yeah. Or five percent, yeah. Five yeah. to five to ten depends on it. Depends on what you get, but it's sure. it's access that you otherwise wouldn't have, right? Yeah. But don't but don't access until you're fifty nine and a half, <laughs> right? It's just like any other retirement account. Uh, but sometimes you have to, right? Yeah, you, know, you, have, you have something going on in your life and you have to. So I think we're running out of time. Yep. Uh, if you need to talk about annuities, Tony, you can throw our number up there. And uh, yeah, I will. And before we go, uh, there's our number and our website on the screen. We put the uh, the this content out for the podcast. We do the market updates. We do webinars. Uh, none of that costs anybody anything. Uh, the cost for us or the payment for us would be if you click comment, like, and subscribe. So our phone number is on the screen. Our website is there. You can uh, schedule an appointment online as well. Go to our YouTube channel. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, no, uh, and subscribe and like. For our listeners out there who aren't watching uh, that phone number, you should give Tony and Chris a call and set up that no charge consultation. The number is 440-886-3550 or just contact them through the website, which is easy, brooksidetax.com. All right. See you guys. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. See you. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.